welcome to episode 35 of Inside the Minds. This week we have a special edition for you guys. It's not everyone this week, it's just me and Matt. Hello, guten tag. Uh, yeah, say hello to the people. Yes, week, hello, hello to the people. We are recording about <laughs> an hour and a half prior to NFL kickoff. Yes, football is back. We wanted it, you wanted it, and it's here. So let's get underway with this episode. It's going to be a whole NFL preview episode. A little special edition for you guys. So, Matt, let's start with the AFC North. Just get right on into it. For sure. You want me to start or do you go first? I just said Matt start. So. All right, I'll start <laughs> it off. All right, let's go. So, AFC North, last year's winner of the Baltimore Ravens, are also going to be this year's winner. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson's going to continue to be a beast. I and mean, Mark Ingram are actually a great duo. Uh, they proved that last year, and they added to the run game by adding uh, J.K. Dobbins. So uh, he has some good receivers to throw through. The defense got reshuffled, but it's okay. I mean, they're going to have a new safety because uh, uh, Earl uh, Thomas is gone. But, I mean, it won't be easy, but they'll repeat. Uh, that's going to be my NF- AFC North uh, champion. How about yours, sir? Yeah, I agree with Everything you just said, 100% wholeheartedly. I went a little bit more in-depth with my predictions because I want to give the people what they want here. So I got first, fourth, third, second. That was not in order. The, uh, well, first and fourth apparently go hand in hand. They do. <laughs> um, so I had the Ravens going 12-4. and four. Good enough to win that division. Good enough yeah, same, same 12-4. and four. Second in the AFC. Um, so we'll be in the number two seed this year, which weren't they the number two last year as well? Yep. Yeah. So they're going to repeat all the way through. Um, the wild card coming out of this division, though, it's going to surprise some people. I'm going Cleveland. Nine and seven, snagging the last wild card spot. I think Baker Mayfield's going to rebound from whatever you want to call last season. An <laughs> <laughs> atrocity of the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, he drew out the mustache like Austin Matthews. Apparently, they're both trying to be porn stars and throwing Aaron Rodgers in there, too. Um, maybe they're all trying to get on Pornhub.gov, which Chris was going to sh- share Are you sure? you sure it wasn't EDU? Uh, it might have been EDU. Maybe it's .org. I don't know. Uh, Go find right. out, people. Let us know. It's a fantastic organization. Um, and I had the Steelers coming in third at 7-9. and nine. Um I think they'll lose both games to the Browns, and that's going to be the difference maker in this division. And then coming in last, and certainly least, is Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yeah, it's not five and eleven season. I, I had him at four and twelve. Actually, I mean, it's not oh, going to yeah. be a fun season uh, by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. The defense sucks. Uh, the O line has to improve, but I think he's going to be throwing some dimes here and there. Uh, he's a candidate for rookie of the year for me, but we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, it's same essentially. But I my pick is the Steelers coming in second, only because I believe Ben Roethlisberger. I understand that he's past his prime, but uh, I believe for me he's also going to be a candidate for comeback player of the year. So uh, it, it'll be it'll be interesting in the AFC North. I think the Ravens and the Steelers are going to have some classic battles like they usually do. Um, I don't know about the Browns. I actually have the Browns at eight and eight. Uh, that that's just that's just me. I, I get where you're coming from, but I think I depending on how the Steelers start out of the gate, um, they'll be in second place, and the Browns are going to be in third. So my wild card out of that division is going to be the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I totally see where you're coming from. The Steelers there. Um, my thing is James Conner has been proven to be injury prone. Juju Smith Schuster hasn't necessarily taken over that role of that number one yet, like he's supposed to. 
and post Antonio Brown. And then Cleveland actually has a good defense when they want to play. You got Denzel Ward um, as their number one cornerback, who's a turnover machine, Miles Garrett, because he's not suspended anymore. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe he'll throw his helmet at Ben Rolfesberger and take it. Right. So, yeah, just keep in mind, they do have a new coach. So that's the thing. Kevin Stefanski coming from Minnesota. He's, he was the offensive coordinator there. So they have the potential to be a good offense. Uh, first-year offensive, first-year coaches don't usually do so hot. But, yeah, they have the potential. The potential to be a second-place AFC North team. Yeah, I mean, you look at all their offensive weapons. As long as their O-line figures it out, the Browns could win the division if they really felt like it. So. And I think they'll, they'll have it figured out. It's definitely improved, so it'll yeah. be a fun time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on from the AFC North, we're going to go our Cardinal directions this week. We do know what those are. We're going to go over to the AFC East. I like just, what are, what are Cardinal directions? Why don't you humor me? Northeast, Southwest. Okay, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> That's fine. We're going around the compass <laughs> there. All right. So I'll go the Cardinal direction. Uh the same as you, I guess, the same cardinal direction. <laughs> yeah, so AFC East. Uh, that division is going to be very interesting because I feel like the most, it's going to be not necessarily a lot of wins, but a lot of uh, a lot of uh, ugly games coming out of that division. But my division is going to want to be the, uh, oh, God, words are hard. My division winner is going to be the Bills. Uh, they're going to lean heavy on the run game. Josh Allen finally has a number one receiver, and the defense is the best for me in the division. Keep in mind, the Patriots, half of their division, half of their defense opted out this year. Plus, they, the Bills don't have to play against Tom Brady anymore, so I think that's going to be their uh, come to their benefit as well. Who do you have? Yep, so I do have the Bills making the playoffs, but not winning the division. I have the Bills coming in the wild card at 10-6, and six, and I actually have the Patriots winning at 11-5. and five. So that's right where they were last year, actually, too. So not much of a fall off losing Tom Brady. Cam Noon is determined to be MVP this year. A lot of reporters are saying it. His teammates are saying it. So as long as he's not running outside the pocket, which he won't do in Josh McDaniel's offense anyways, like he's going to stay healthy. And that offensive line, even missing, I want to say it's Shaq Mason that's out this year. Um, He opted out like – that offensive line is going to be fine. They always are. Although they did lose Dante Scarnecchia to retirement. He is an offensive line guru, but he also worked with all those players last year. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, Bill's second, 10 and 6 wild card spot. Dolphins at third with 8 and 8 record. I think Tua is going to come in in week two. He might actually come in before the end of week one's over. Um, and then he's going to take over the starting role. He's going to rattle off five wins in a row at one point, and then they're going to finish at 8-8. Eight and eight. Future's going to be bright for Tua in Miami, as long as Tua stays healthy. Um, and then <laughs> the Jets. Everybody loves to hate the Jets. They're terrible. They're going to conti- continue to be terrible. And they're going to tell that person to stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just my alarm. Oh, okay. Uh, Got to be positive, patient, and caring. <laughs> three words to live by every day. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, but no, the Jets are going to come in at 4-12. and 12. Sam Darnold's probably going to have uh, mono again, along with COVID. Le'Veon Bell looks <laughs> good, though, so he's going to power them to four wins. Otherwise, that would have them at 0-16. Yeah, he's still, I don't know, he still made the wrong choice. by going. Also, there, but... Frank Gore is in New York this year, and he's 37 Jets. years old, still doing stuff, yeah. 
Yeah, that'll be fun to watch too. But yeah. I have the Patriots as my wild card team at nine and seven, only because I just don't know. Like, there's a lot of unknowns. We have to. I'm gonna keep this list. We're gonna revisit it in the at the, in the middle of the season, at the halfway point. We'll see how right we were. But uh, the Patriots are gonna be nine and seven. The Dolphins, for me, I picked four wins. Only because I think Brian Flores is going to turn to two a very, very late in the season. Um, it's going to be after the halfway point, and he's probably going to win them their four games. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be too late, but unfortunately, that's just how it works uh, in Miami for now because I, I don't know. Like, he's, I, I think that he just wants him, Brian Flores wants him to develop and to, you know, just wait out a season, but. Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic is going to turn into Fitz Tragic very, very, very. <laughs> very late in the season so he usually sucks after week three anyway but that's just me yeah. uh, Jets same record four and twelve I don't know who they're gonna win against but maybe even three and thirteen so we'll see but the Patriots are gonna be more a card team out of this one okay I respect it as long as they're in the playoffs that's all I care about they're obviously not winning the Super Bowl this year so it doesn't really matter anyways um but moving on into the south we got the AFC South who you got coming out of that one Tennessee Titans, um, and only because you get a full season with Ryan Tannehill, uh, Mike Rabel turned to him too late in the season when he should have. I mean, he wasn't afraid to ter- uh, to turn to him, so which is awesome. But he turned to him too late last season. Uh, but I think uh, full season of Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry is going to be a beast. They have some good receivers. The defense is good. Uh, Rabel is a defensive coach, so it'll be fun to watch. The Titans are going to be uh, my division winner, and I have no wild card. Uh yeah, no, actually, my wild card out of this, out of this division will be the Texans. Um, and I say that, I picked them as my division winner, but I chose, like, I flipped because Deshaun Watson doesn't have that many weapons. Bill O'Brien decided to do whatever he did over there. Uh, like, I, I, I don't know what he's doing at all whatsoever. Defense is still formidable, but... Deshaun Watson just not have any weapons like he used to, so he'll be the Texans are going to be my off-card spot. Okay, so back-to-back divisions, we actually have flipped division winners and wild-card spots. I okay. have the Texans winning the division at ten and six, and then the Titans coming in the wild card at ten and six. The Texans are just going to win the tiebreaker, <laughs> so um, it's going to be close. I agree with everything you said about the Texans, but I mean Deshaun Watson's elite. He proved that college. He's continued to prove that in the pros. And he's going to count for eight wins a year. And then hopefully their defense or David Johnson accounts for two more wins. So, yeah, the division is going to be ugly. I mean, I have the Colts even winning nine games, but I don't know how how well they're going to do. Yeah, I have the Colts at eight and eight. Um, originally, when I first was, was making these predictions, I had the Colts winning the division. But then I was like, you know, I still think they're a year away from that. Because Jonathan Taylor still needs to develop, and they do have Philip Rivers, who's ancient at this point at QB. So I don't think they'll win the division this year, but they'll be knocking on the door. And the Jags, they trade their whole freaking team, apparently, besides they, Gardner Minshew. Right. <laughs> so I have them coming in at 3-13. and 13. I think I actually have them last out of everyone. Oh. I had them winning two games. I mean, I think they're going after Trevor Lawrence at this point. So you know, I hope the Patriots go after Trevor Lawrence, but at the same time, I just hope Cam Newton's really good and we have some. That requires them to suck very badly. But yeah. even then, Bill Belichick's going to be looked as a genius. Looked at as a genius. So, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, yeah. As of right now, I have the Jags being the worst in the league. Um, 
and especially worse in the AFC. But I think they're going to be right there with the Jets um, to be in that Trevor Lawrence uh, race. Actually, talking about that, if the Jets get Trevor Lawrence, do they trade Sam Darnold? Yeah, uh, I just don't know where they trade him to. I maybe to Jacksonville. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine both uh, Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, same draft, and now they can't find a team to land on. Which I honestly think that Josh Rosen's better than Sam Darnold, but he's just never gotten the right chances. I mean, remember, like, if we go back two seasons, Josh Rosen was thrown into the Cardinals, um, old, like five minutes, four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter against the Bears, against that defense. And he's like, here you go, go win the game. And But ever since then, he's just been bounced around, so... I don't know. Like, I think, again, Rosen's kind of better than Darnold, so we'll see where this goes. But Rosen has the benefit of the doubt by being in the NFC, uh, the NFC South with Tom Brady now. So that'll be yeah. fun. Yep. Uh, I agree. Like, I thought that coming into the draft that Rosen's better, but then he was drafted by the Cardinals who didn't have no line at the time. And he just got lit up and started seeing ghosts. But Darnold also sees ghosts. So we'll see. He said it on live TV. Yeah, <laughs> one thing you don't do, don't right. admit to everyone in the NFL, yeah, I'm seeing ghosts. Okay, well, usually yeah. our job's easier. <laughs> um, maybe you sit with Mono at the time and didn't know what he was saying. Uh, all right, last AFC division here, AFC West. This one should be obvious who's winning this division. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be the Chiefs. I mean, 100%. <laughs> the rest of the division... Um, it's just, you know, I Patrick Mahomes, I, I, enough said. I mean, that's all you got to, you know, think about. He has two great receivers. He has a good rookie running back, which we'll talk about, which I'll, I'll talk about, I guess, in a little bit. But I think they go back there. I mean, Chris Jones is on stall on defense. Travis Kelsey is still a tight end. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. The rest of that division, I don't know, man. I mean, the Chargers maybe go second at like seven and nine. The Broncos just lost Von Miller for the year. They do have Drew Locke, but I still think they go seven and nine. And the Raiders go like six and ten, and they prove that John Gruden is still a sucky coach. So we actually have very similar predictions for this one. So I have the Chiefs winning at 14 and two, um, barring injury to Pat Mahomes or Tyreek Hill. So. If that happens, maybe they drop to 13-3, 12-4, somewhere around there. But I have them at 14-2 right now. I have Denver at 8-8 eight and eight in second place because I think Drew Locke with Jerry Judy and Portland Sutton, and they have Melvin Gordon now. Their offense is going to win them enough games, and their defense will hang around. I don't think they will be a playoff contender by any means. They're just happy to be around and win some games. Vegas, I actually have third at 7-9. and nine. Okay. Um, I Fair. just think... With Henry Rudds coming in, Hunter Renfro was good, Josh Jacobs. Their offensive line slightly improved, actually, compared to like two years ago, it's vastly improved. And then they do have defensive players, so not a Khalil Mack. Wow, wouldn't it be nice if the Raiders had Khalil Mack? At this point, yeah, because I mean, they have Corey Littleton on our defense, and uh, the Bears uh, gave up Nikolkowski to them. Not gave up, I mean, he went through free agency, but still, yeah. he proved to be a starter. So, and he's one of the captains now on the on the on the Raiders. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this literally goes the opposite way, where the Raiders do go in second behind the Chiefs, and they win like somewhere around nine or ten games. But I guess we'll just see at the halfway point, like we said. I'll save this, so we'll go from there. Yep. And I have the Chargers coming last at 6-10. and 10. So it'll just be a coin toss on who wins that last game between Vegas and the Chargers on the third and fourth spot. But 
I think Justin Herbert's going to be the second best QB out of this draft class behind Tua. If Tua, I don't healthy. think he plays at all. I honestly don't think he plays at all because of I, Tyra Taylor. I don't think he plays a week eight, and that's why I'm putting him at six and ten. Okay. I think they'll be Fair. three and five, and then they'll go to Herbert, who will finish three and five. But I mean, they have I, they have a really good defense. The Chargers do. I mean, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. So even Casey Hayward, who's at safety, Derwin James. Hey, they have a very very good defense. I just I, their offense just they're not going to be able to keep up. Yep, I I agree. Like Keenan and Allen can only do so much, so they're going to struggle, but. The future is going to start looking bright for the Los Angeles Chargers, which still feels weird not to say San Diego. But yeah, it is right. what it is. Um, so, flipping over to the NFC, we're going to start with your division, the NFC North. Or do you want to go with them last? No, we can go start first. I, am, I, I don't want to talk about it. The Vikings are going to win the division. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> but, but Packers are not going to be the same team that they were last year at all. Last year, they were, again, I keep referencing it, they were the worst 13-3 and team I've ever seen play. They found ways to win. This year is not going to be so much. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, the A-Rod magic ain't going to be there. Uh, the defense is going to get lit up, I think, at times. But uh, even though it's still pretty good, but I think they're just going to get lit up by the deep ball. Um, and honestly, I think the bears are going to turn be second in that division um again we'll revisit it you know week eight but it depends so i'm gonna say this it depends how trubisky's first four games go if they he goes like three and one he's gonna have confidence for the rest of the season i do think there's gonna be a bumpy path after week four because tom brady comes in at soldier field at week five so it'll be it'll be fun i mean they play the texans the 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 bucks they play the saints i mean We'll see how this season goes, but uh, yeah, the Bears are going to be a wild card team, and the Lions are still going to be the Lions until they prove otherwise. So, Matt, we are actually very similar on this division. I don't have the Bears as a wild card team, but they are second. They just missed by one game, but I have the Vikings winning at eleven and five because that defense is a top four or five defense in the league. Adam Thielen's great. Kirk Cousins is great if he's not on primetime. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they have their rookie receiver, Justin Jefferson. So I, I, too. I think that like they just they were hoping that he replaces Stefan Diggs. Um, and like he was he was amazing at LSU. So we'll yep. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we we'll see. And I think he will do enough to be in the rookie of the year discussion, if not be a top three rookie receiver. Oh, for sure, for sure. So I think that'll be enough to win them the division at eleven and five. I have the Bears coming in second at nine and seven. And even though you just shit on the Lions, you're gonna end up loving them by the end of the year. You have the Packers as last in the division, no, really? Well, I have the Packers oh, okay. third at eight, seven, and one. And then the Lions last at six, nine and one. So that, that one tie <laughs> is gonna the be Bears the Packers and the Lions. It's okay. gonna put the Bears into second place and potentially a wild card spot. So you're gonna love the Lions by the end of the year because I, I feel sure like hope so. each of the last like three years the Lions have gotten one draw. So I, I think they're gonna keep it going. We gotta look into that, and uh, yeah, we gotta definitely gotta look into that. <laughs> yeah, I I know I feel like every time there's a tie in football, it's because the Lions do something. So <laughs> or the Browns. Yeah. So 
that's my NFC North pick, and I would like to see the Bears make the wild card. I do agree with you on Mitch. It depends on if he has that confident, strong start they can build on. Because if he gets toasted the first four games of the season, you all might as well just ship it in and let the Lions beat you twice. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Exactly. You guys should enter the uh, Trevor Lawrence race. Well, the problem is that our defense is just way too good in order in order to lose more than eight games. I mean, maybe seven and seven and nine, but well, maybe the defense is going to hold us in. Will be so upset with Mitch Trubisky being terrible that he's like, you know what, guys, we're just going to mail it in. Let's lose sixteen <laughs> games. Let's get a good quarterback in here so we can start winning. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Sure. 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 We, we'll go we with can, that. We can hope. Because <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm not a Bears fan, and we all know I don't like Chicago sports. But like, if I had to pick a Chicago team to like, it would be the Bears. So it's a historic franchise that has historically been bad at picking the quarterback. <laughs> Correct. So it's kind of funny. It's amusing. Um, but I hate the Packers more than I hate the Bears. So I'll like the Bears. That's great. I mean, I hate the Packers too. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I think everyone that's not a Packers fan hates the Packers. Oh, absolutely. So we all have that in common. Um, moving on to America's other team to hate over in the NFC East. What are you got going on with the Cowboys? Yeah, well, I mean, the Cowboys go first in the division. Uh, <laughs> to me, at least. I, I think that Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott are going to be super aggressive. And Dak has a few good receivers to go throw to. The Cowboys, to me, have the best defense in that division. Um, and the Eagles will come in second. They'll be the second wild card. Not the second wild card team, but one of the wild card teams. Um, and then the Giants still have Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley is there. The Washington football team ain't going to do so hot because they don't even have a team name. So, And, and Dwayne Haskins just seems like he doesn't care. And I have them winning three games. The Giants win six, and the Washington football team wins three. Um, so we're not terribly far off, but we're not close either. <laughs> um, so I have the Cowboys going twelve and four, winning that division, and the Eagles coming in second. I mean, I think everyone's going to have that because the Giants right. aren't close to competing, and neither is Washington. However, I have Washington coming in at seven and nine. I think Dwayne Haskins going to carry them well for the first. 10 games, get them to five and five. And then they're going to switch over to Alex Smith. And then he's going to go two and six going <laughs> or two. And, I don't even know. Here's the thing. I, I think the only reason why I picked them at, at, at like three wins is because maybe they'll be in the race for Trevor Lawrence along with the Jags. Um, I mean, Ron Rivera doesn't deserve that type of record in his first year, but, I mean, Washington does. So, yeah, But I mean, at the same time, you have Trevor Lawrence on the other side. Yeah. Riverboat Ron's a great coach, though, so I don't I – don't, even with bad Panthers teams, he made them competitive. Oh, absolutely. Most games. So like, that's why I have them going in at 7-9, and nine, mostly because of Ron and because they do have one of the most exciting rookies to watch in Chase Young. I think Chase Young's going to be a difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. So he might seal a game for them here and there too. So it'll be interesting. But the Giants are coming last at 5-11. and 11. I don't think Daniel Jones is the truth like Giants fans would like to think. He has promise. He, he does have promise, but I just – I don't know. I mean – like I, when he got picked, I'm like, who, who, who is that? Like, yeah. I'm who? <laughs> exactly. Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes showed uh, potential flashes of good, not greatness though, goodness. <laughs> um, right. But 
yeah, I don't think he's their answer. And Saquon, God, I hope he ends up on a better team eventually because his career is going to be wasted in New York. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that it's just weird because their new head coach is a special teams guy from uh, New England, right? Joe Judge. So yeah. it'll be very interesting to see how that team operates. They're going to have a good special teams. I'll tell you that. That's true. Like, I, I hope the best for Saquon. Like, I think he, he's in the Offensive Player of the Year conversation this year. And yep, yep. He's, he's a monster. He, like, I was telling you this the other day that I think they should put GoPros on NFL players and, like, have us watch them play the game. Like, imagine just putting GoPro on Saquon Barkley's helmet or, like, somehow make that work to where it wouldn't get crushed. And then just watch him cutting through holes and taking off downfield for a 70 yard run. That'd be dope. Yeah. I mean, he's very, uh, how do you, like, he's very shifty. Like, he knows how to juke, he knows how to spin. He's big ass legs. He doesn't have very good top end speed, but he's fast no matter what. But he's always fun to watch. And he's also in my discussion in the offensive player of the year. So it'll be fun. Yep. Um, the rest of the Giants won't be. Correct. Uh, so let's move on to my what I think is going to be the hardest division this year and the most fun to watch, the NFC South. Uh, NFC South for me, Bucks are winning. Uh, twelve and four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Twelve and four. I mean, Tom Brady's there. It's just that whole offense. He, this is the best offense he's ever had. Um, I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Leonard Fournette is there, even though he's not starting. He will be by, like, week two. Uh, and, honestly, the defense is actually really good, too. I mean, they have Ndamukong Su. Shaquille Barrett will continue his dominance from last year. He's going to get more sacks, uh, I, I believe, at least. But in second come uh, the Saints. And I'd like to have him as a wild card team, but I don't. Um, I can't. You know, I don't know. Like, they're they're in a the discussion. They're in like that bracket with the 49ers for me, but I think the 49ers will beat them out and I'll explain why. But I mean they're just and Bruce Arians, I think he's just a tremendous like mind just to be a head coach. So I think uh he'll be it'll be fun. But the Saints are coming second. Uh eleven and five. The Falcons, well no, the Panthers are gonna be like eight and eight ish. Uh, that's gonna be my and then the Falcons are gonna be trash. I think the Falcons uh I don't know what they did. Um to I don't even know what Matt Ryan did to deserve this, but it's going to be a bad year in Atlanta. So, we're di- different on this one. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, of course, have Tampa Bay winning. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Tampa Bay has a top 10 defense if they continue from last year. Best offense Brady's ever played with. It'll be around where that 2017 was, but I think a little bit better. And then... So I have them coming at 13-3. New Orleans coming at 12-4, and four, being the wild card. So two extremely good teams coming out of this division. Atlanta coming in at 10-6, taking a second wild card spot. And then the Panthers coming in at 7-9. and nine. Fair. Because the Falcons, they have so much offensive firepower. If Todd Gurley's healthy, and then you have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, like, that's a lot of offense to try to stop at one time. So, I mean, they gave away half of their defense. That's the problem. They did have a good defense, but it's just, it was given away. I have, that's why I'm saying I'm like, well, their defense last year was terrible. 
So they had good players. <laughs> they had good players, but they didn't play well as a team. So right, it's not um, much of a difference for them. Right, Desmond Trufant is gone. Uh, I mean, there's the, the oh my god, there was one more person that I can't. I just can't think of it. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I I do think that the Panthers actually come in come in like seven and nine, eight and eight ish, only because. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a lot better than people think. He might actually be, you know, comeback player of the year. Uh, in my eyes, he's a candidate up there. So it'll be, it'll definitely be uh, fun to watch the Panthers for me. Half of their defense is, I mean, literally all their draft picks were used on rookies. So uh, for the defensive side, so yep. it just all depends. I, he doesn't really have good receivers to throw to. Uh, so he's going to be on his own <laughs> most yeah. of the time. But uh, it, I. Do think he's going to be a lot better than people think? Oh, I agree. Um, if Teddy didn't destroy his knee in Minnesota, like he still would be one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league, and I think he would have that respect. But he's going to build that back this year and be good. But oh, the Saints could afford it; they'd sign him to like more uh, and more years. But they were going to give a get backup QB sixty million to stand be you know behind Drew Brees for a couple more years. Exactly. So. so yeah, yeah, I agree. Good to watch. Yeah, and Atlanta, like they could either be really good or really bad, but they're not going to win the division. So, like even at ten and six, I think they're going to be like a bad ten and six. They'll just manage to win games because Julio Jones will make some spectacular play to win them games. Um, but moving on to our last division here, we have the NFC West. I know. You liked one team in this division quite a bit. I do. Uh, the Seahawks. The Seahawks are gonna are gonna be a lot better than last year. So much better. I mean, they. I think they can. They can finish it off at twelve and four. Uh, Russell Wilson is gonna be Russell Wilson. He has some good offensive weapons. Tyler Lockett's there. DK Metcalf, and now he has Greg Olson. Not an old Greg Olson, but he has a good running game now. Uh, Chris Carson, and then uh, Carlos Hyde is there too. Carlos Hyde. Is is not a good starting running back, but he's a good running back to go to. So it's it's going to be a good one to run defense. And plus, I mean, for me, their linebackers are secondary re, are like rebuilt like in in some sort of fashion. Uh, so I think they're going to be like back in their Legion of Boom days. But I actually have the Cardinals going ten and six, going second. Uh, the Niners are going to take a step back, nine and seven, and the Rams are going to be dead even, eight and eight. Uh, and the, I did say the 49ers are going to be uh, my third wild card team, but I think the Cardinals are going to are going to find their way in there somehow. Okay. Well, I agree with you on the Seahawks. I have them sitting at 12 and four, so it's that same. Uh, DK Metcalf's on my fantasy team, so I hope he does well. <laughs> He's that guy's a monster. I don't even know how he looks the way he looks. He's an animal for sure, and. I feel bad for any cornerback that has to guard him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pretty good, pretty good for a guy whose dad was an offensive lineman in the NFL. So, yeah, I he didn't get that from his dad for sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, out of the Cardinals coming in at ten and six, I think Kyler Murray with Nuke is going to wreak havoc on the league. And then you have Larry Fitzgerald on the other side who doesn't drop anything. So, good right, even right though there. he's like forty-seven years old, he's not yeah, going to drop a thing. Exactly. Um, so I have them ten and six in the. They're the third wild card in the NFC for me. And then I have the 49ers coming in 9-7. and seven. I think they're going to take a big step back this year from where they were last year. Even though their defense is good, I think 
Jimmy G is going to be a little bit rattled to start the year coming off of what he did in the Super Bowl. So it's going to affect him. They're probably going to get off to like a two and five start and then start to pick up steam. But it'll be too little too late. And then I have the Rams coming in at lowly five and 11. Everyone figured out Jared Goff and Sean McVay. So not much going to go on there. Yeah, the defense is good, though, still. I mean, they have uh, Jalen Ramsey, even though I make fun of him a lot. He's he's great. Aaron Donald is – and he might be the best player in the NFL, but they're going to be on that field a whole lot. That offense is not going to figure it out at all. It's over. Gurley's gone. I don't know what's going to go on in that offense. I mean, I get it. They have Robert Woods. Um, they have Cooper Cup still there, but they're not going to be as great as people think they are. Yeah, no. They're seeing that new stadium. They're not going to – be good whatsoever, especially that billion, three billion dollar stadium, two billion dollar stadium, whatever it is, with no fans. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, Stan Kroenke, you suck. But moving on from all these division winners, there's still one more set of predictions we have. Let's get into our award predictions: early season MVP, Player of the Year, coaches or Coach of the Year, all that good stuff. So we'll go ahead and start. We're going to work our way up to MVP. We're not going to start with our MVP. All right, let's do it. Coach of the year, who you got? Bruce Arians. Okay, um, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, for me, I, it, it was it was a it was uh, depending on how this goes. I think it might be again if the Patriots are good, Bill Belichick, or if they suck, it's going to be Bruce Arians. Um, because if the Patriots are good, that means they're going to be in the wild card somehow, some way. The Bills are still going to come in first, but they're going to be winning, um, and he's going to look like a genius without Tom Brady. But Bruce Arians is – they're going to – that team is going to be great, um, especially with him at the home. Tom Brady, quarterback, he's going to prove to him that, you know, he can coach him Tom Brady into winning winning, uh, t- winning guy without a uh, winning player, I should say, the GOAT without Bill Belichick. So it'll be fun. Uh, but, yeah, Bruce Arians for sure. How about you? Yep, I also have Bruce Arians. If Tampa Bay wins their division after being the bottom of their division for 18 years, yeah, <laughs> Bruce Arians is going to win it. My backup would actually be Pete Carroll in Seattle because no matter what he has on the field, Seattle's been irrelevant for the last decade. So I think he'll, He's a very smart guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you've ever heard him talk, I've heard him on a couple of podcasts I listen to, and that dude's just so smart and so personable. Like, he knows how to get the best out of his players, and he has a specific type of player he wants. Same mindset as Bill Belichick, and that's why they sustain dynasties, essentially. So, those are my two picks for it. Um, next up, let's go comeback player of the year. My comeback player of the year, um, as long as, you know, this team does well, as long as the coach, you know, coach, uh, coach, coaches him up and he proves that he can be, uh, again, Good coach without the GOAT, Cam Newton. Um, he has a lot to prove, and I think he has a lot of doubters, and he's going to – he has he has a job this year, and I think he's going to do very well, and Cam Newton's going to be my comeback player of the year. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Um, not who I would pick. He was in the conversation for me, but I'm going with the literal comeback. Gronk? Gronk. Yeah, of course you are. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you saw, like – I'm sure you saw the pictures of him once, like three months after the NFL, when he lost all his weight and he looked like a normal human being. And now to bulk up again and take a year off the NFL, playing a grueling position, grueling style of play, like he has, and all the injuries he's endured. Like, if he comes back and plays at an all pro level, he has to win it. 
Yeah, I to me, I think Brady's going to throw at least 40 touchdowns this year with that offense, and I think Gronk is going to have like eight or nine of them, and they're all going to be mostly at the goal line. So he's, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. And he's a good pick for sure. He's a good, yeah. he's definitely a good pick. Uh, ben Roethlisberger was in a discussion for me too, but um, he might be way too past his prime and him might be a very terrible season for the Steelers and him. So yeah, I Baker guess. Mayfield was also in discussion for me just because he had a pretty good rookie season. He was in conversation for rookie of the year. Yep. And it was just so bad last year. And then if he bounces back this year, he could be in it too. For sure. Um, all right, let's go to, we're going to do offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Who you got for that one? Offensive rookie of the year, Clyde Edwards. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh He's on the Chiefs. The rookie running back on there. Uh, oh, it's a stacked receiver class this year, and they're going to be a lot of great receivers. But Edwards Hilaire, he has the benefit of having Patrick Mahomes in the offense and being in that type of offense with um, uh, Andy Reid. So he's going to get the ball a lot. He's going to catch a lot of passes. He's going to have a lot of touchdowns. He's going to have over 1,500 yards from scrimmage alone. So that's just that's just my prediction, but that's my offensive rookie of the year. How about you? Uh, I have Tua because I think he's going to start after week one, and I think he's going to stay healthy. And he's just going to look electric like he did at Bama whenever he took the field. Like He is eye-catching to watch. So if he stays healthy and plays at least – if he plays at least 12 games – he wins offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, my my second place candidate was Joe Burrow. Um, for to do that, he has to throw for at least thirty five hundred and like over thirty touchdowns with a, which I think he would. But Tua Tua might be there. But like I said, I think he's just going to start way too late because Brian Flores just wants him to sit, and that's why he's not going to win. Uh, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, that's why I said like minimum twelve games played. If he gets thrown in there week eight, like you think he will, like yeah, no chance. And then I would look at somebody like Joe Burrow, who's going to be a starter week one and have potential to put up numbers like that. So, um, my defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. He's a beast. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna I don't know sack prediction maybe eight or nine, uh, but he's awesome to watch. Uh, I forgot the guy's name on the Ravens, but he's also good. Uh, I totally forgot like what, but he's gonna he's gonna get in there and I think he's in the line. I'm not sure, but. <laughs> I knew that they have a good rookie, and he's going to come in second for me, but Chase Young is my pick. Probably same as yours. Yeah, we clearly do a lot of research here. Um, <laughs> up our second. Pick. Yeah, honestly, I just it came out of my head. Like, I knew his name, but I, then I forgot it. So. Yeah, um, but everything you said about Chase Young times two, I think he's actually going to get double-digit sacks, 10 or 11, maybe 10 and a half. Um, that's, yeah, same pick as you for that. And let's go to... Defensive player of the year, you can either do AFC and NFC or just. I'll overall. do one. I'll do one. Uh, defense. So I'll do a 1A and 1B contingent on their sacks. TJ Watt. Uh, Ooh, okay. Yeah, very interesting, but I, the, he, I think he's going to be a lot. He's going to be a lot better than JJ this year. I think he's been better than JJ has been, and he learned from his brother. But TJ is awesome. He's a disruptor on that, on the, the defensive line, and uh, he, I think to me he's almost the best player. Well, besides me, because it's Patrick on the Steelers defense. But uh, I'll do a one A. But the one B was Khalil Mack, depending on how healthy he is. The other candidate for me was uh, Nick Bosa, depending on. It, it all depends on the sex. I think it's going to be an edge rusher for sure. But my pick is TJ Watt. What about you? Yeah, so I like everyone you just said. Um, I do see TJ Watt winning it, but I went with defending defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore. He's still the best corner in the league. 
And then my 1B is Nick Bosa. He was an animal last year, and he's still going to be good this year. And he's going to be the highlight of that team. So I think that might play him some favors. But TJ Watt, he's an animal. And it wouldn't surprise me if he joins his brother in having three defensive players of the years before he retires. No, for sure. Absolutely. He's he's way up there. Uh, he's going to surprise a lot of people. And, again, depending on how the Steelers do, I, you know, he might, you know, just carry that defense. So it, it's going to be fun. Yep. Um. All right, offensive player of the year. You mean I, your top one for this? Well, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I mean, with Russell Wilson being MVP, there's someone has to be offensive player of the year. Uh, offensive player of the year. I think it'll be Patrick Mahomes. That's, okay. That's all I gotta say. Which I don't fault you at all for that. But I'm actually going to the other side of the AFC. I'm going with Lamar Jackson. Okay. Fair. If he does what he does or did last year, I think he runs away with it. Literally. I do think if Saquon does run over 2,000 yards, which is a very big possibility because the Giants offense has no one else, Saquon Barkley might be in that conversation. Yep, he was my 1B, so completely agree. Pat Mahomes is third on my list. All right, the moment everyone's been waiting for, though, the last award we're going to talk about, the MVP, who you got? Yeah, like I said before, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson, I mean, he has a lot of offensive weapons. Uh, he has great receiver running backs. They can help him out. He's 31, actually. I thought he was way older, but I looked it up. He's 31 years old in the prime of his QB career. He's great. He's had great years. I mean, the writers, I think the Football Writers of uh, of America, I don't know, I think that's who, they, who chooses it, the Football Writers of America, but I think they're finally going to see like how beastly he is, and I think he's finally going to win it. Yeah, I could see that happening. I thought he should have won a couple years ago, but got robbed. Um, the year Tom Brady won it, which I thought Tom Brady deserved to win it too. But of course he did. Yeah, of course he, he did. did. He did. <laughs> um, at age forty, doing stuff no one's ever done before. If Russell Wilson had been forty the same year, Russell Wilson would have won it, but he wasn't. So yeah, I like right. that. But then at age forty-two, moving to a new team, having the best offense of his career, Tom Brady's going to win it. It's going to be a close race. Like, I'm talking three votes separating Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. That's how close I think this year's race is going to be. But I think Tom Brady's going to take the edge because, once again, his age is going to come into account and the fact that he left Bill Belichick. So, yeah, I definitely think, like I said, I think he's going to throw 40 touchdowns or more. So, it's yeah. definitely going to be a good season for him for sure, especially in that offense. Yep. Um, but with that, we have one last thing to talk about this week. We're going to give you guys a new segment called Inside Our Parlays. We all, we all started betting this we, week. We did. We did. Nothing excites me more because I, I think we're, we're super big degenerates for doing this, but yeah, we're not throwing down hundreds of dollars. You know, just a disclaimer, we don't have that type of money. Yeah. We throw like, you know, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> but we still, you know, Kevin, Kevin actually has had some, I say, beginner's luck, but you know, you know, he's doing great. Yeah, I mean, I talked about on Monday how I had that three dollar bet that went for fifty. Um, winning, <laughs> I think actually total, if I look at my winning so far, I've had over like one hundred and fifty dollars. So I'm doing well. Right. So yes, maybe you are. listen yes, to you my are. parlay. Maybe listen to Matt's. Don't listen to Bart. But good thing he's not here. So Bart uh, loses more money than he puts in. Uh, that's one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's put, great at what he does, but I don't know. <laughs> he told me he put. He told us today in our group chat that he put one hundred and fifty dollars down. As soon as he logged into FanDuel, I was like, 
Bart, oh boy! You just lost one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, Fanduel no, has a lot of uh, fun props, and that's where we bet uh, Fanduel. It's called Fanduel Paradise. So yeah. I'll start with mine. Five team parlay for the weekend it starts today. They're all money lines, only because I just want to see like how these games are played without fans. But I just picked winners outright. Uh, so it starts today. Chiefs are going to win against the Texans. Uh, Pats against the Dolphins. So Chiefs. Pats money line, the Bears money line at the Dolphins. Bears are not favored for whatever reason, but you might, depending on, I I should have chosen the under on this game because there's a lot of banged up players. But money line for now, Colts over the Jags that was easy, and then the Panthers over the Raiders. Um, the odds on that are plus nine ninety seven. So it worked out well for me. I bet ten bucks. Let's see if I can win a, a little under a hundred. <laughs> yeah. So. I'll go ahead and get into mine. I have a mix of over-unders and money lines. So my first one, I also did five teams here. We got the Miami Dolphins and New England Patriots. I'm taking the under on this game. It's set at 42 right now. Um, I don't think the Patriots never score a ton of points, and the Dolphins aren't going to look good with Fitzmagic in quarterback. So I think they're going to hit that under. The next game up, I have the Browns and Ravens. I have the Ravens on the money line. That's an easy, obvious one to take. And then with the Seahawks and Falcons, I took the under on that one as well. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of sloppiness. Yeah, seeing how the Seahawks have played for the last eight years, that's a whole lot of just low scoring, like 17 points to win you the ball game. And the Falcons, I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be up to snuff yet. Right. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, too. But keep in mind, as well, like this, people have to keep this in mind, it's going west to east coast, so I think that's why that's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. I, that's also a good point that I didn't even take into consideration, but I agree with. Uh, fourth game up here, I have the Buccaneers and the Saints. I have the Buccaneers winning the money line. Um, they're actually not favored. They're the underdogs going in because they are at uh, the Superdome. But Do you I, know what the over-under is on that game? Because I'm kind of curious. Uh, I think it was 50.5, I want to say. Ah, it would have been a good idea to take that. Um, I thought about because it. Because I think close. they're just two high-powered offenses. So Yeah, I think I, I took the money line because it had better. Ooh, 47 and a half, man. Oh, 47 gosh, and a half. I probably should have taken that, but here we are. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, but... I think Tampa, like Tom Brady wins. That's all he does. So Alvin Kamara doesn't really want to be there anymore. So I don't know if he gives 100% effort. So we'll see. And then the last game up, I have the Raiders and Panthers. And I'm doing the under on that one. That one's at 47.5 as well. I don't see the Panthers have, they don't have the receivers to do a ton of damage. Like C Mac is great. And the Raiders, I mean, they have Derek Carr. So yeah, I did forget <laughs> to mention Christian McCaffrey and how you know the versatility is yeah. and everything. Um, correct. And my odds are actually at nineteen ninety five. So I bet four dollars. I'm a winning. I can win eighty. So that was a good year, nineteen ninety five. That's when I was born. So uh, that's why I went with it. I was born in ninety four, <laughs> so it's okay. It's fine. So ninety five is for sure better than. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, we can we can save that discussion for a different day. <laughs> yeah, but that is our bets for this week, and I think that's all we got for you guys. That wraps up our NFL preview show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You got anything left to say, Matt? No, I'm excited. I mean, I was just going to say that football's back. 
starting in March, none of us thought, especially you, especially yeah. you, you, you thought it wasn't going to happen. Literally three days ago, I didn't think it was going to happen. But here I, <laughs> yeah, I literally thought it was just going to be pushed back. Uh, but here we are. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be fun betting uh, parlays every weekend now. And, you know, we'll see where this goes. But I think it's, it's going to be a great season and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, everything matches at times too. But with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. So make sure to subscribe, click the bell, get those notifications when we post new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Click that bell. Ding, 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 ding. There we go. <laughs> and hopefully all of our predictions are right. Otherwise, let us know on Twitter or Instagram that we're stupid. It's fine. Uh, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Talk to you guys next week.